Hey, y'all. Episode number one of Confidently Own Your Narrative. My name is Lila Cantor, and today I'm going to share a little bit about how I've confidently owned my narrative. But first, a little bit about me if you're not familiar. My name is Lila. I'm 31 years old. I live in the heart of San Francisco. I'm formerly someone who worked in technology, but now I am a certified coach specializing in helping folks navigate change, navigate life transitions, confidence, and accountability. Why am I doing this podcast? I am a storyteller. I love telling stories, but I also love giving people platforms for them to tell their stories. I think that the average person, someone who doesn't have notoriety or fame, but someone who just wants to make impact, are some of the people who have the best stories to tell because they came from one place and now they're here. Where do they wanna go? How did they get there? I think those are some of the best stories that I wanna share on my podcast and as I continue to build my platform. I'm a certified coach and I also think that I have insights as both a coach, but also someone who has navigated change in the past. I've gone through different career transitions. I've gone through different jobs. I've pivoted um, different industries. I've also gone through many relationships. I dated quite a bit in my 20s. I navigated a really challenging relationship uh, during and also ending at the tail end of COVID. And now I can confidently say that I am in a career that speaks to me, that I know will have direct impact on others. And I'm also living my truth and authentic self in a partnership that really serves me and someone who really supports everything that I am. So I'm really excited to share some of my stories, but more importantly, share the stories of others in the hopes that I can have a greater impact on individuals. This is me talking authentically as Lila Cantor as an individual, but also I am a coach. I'm a partner. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a friend. And I really want to make sure that my full identity comes to this space and that I get to bring in individuals who will also confidently bring their authentic stories to the space as well and really share how they confidently own their narrative. So let's start a little bit about me. Let's talk about career. I started in uh, the healthcare industry which uh, is pretty fascinating to people. I studied psychology at the University of Rochester. Go Yellow Jackets. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do after school. Ever since I was five years old, I told my parents that I wanted to be a conflict mediator when I grew up. I don't even think I, I don't even know how I knew what that was, but I knew that I loved interacting with people. I knew that I loved solving problems. I loved listening to my friends. I've always been a friend that people go to to really talk about their problems with. But what was really interesting and in how, like, I'll continue to say, like, how I owned my narrative and how I, like, confidently got there is I also realized that, you know, school was harder for me. Like, reading has always been something that's been challenging to me, reading comprehension. And I really didn't understand why, but I also knew that that might be, prevent me from going into further schooling. Whether that was a self-limiting belief then or not, I'm owning it now, and that's okay. 
So after school, I actually got into something called patient experience. I worked at Stanford Children's Hospital in the patient experience department. And really what that was, was working with families who either were um, high net worth or corporate partners and really making sure that they had a positive experience or working with any family in the hospital who had a complaint. So for about a year and a half, I was listening to families make complaints at a children's hospital, which can be high stress, high environment. I learned so much about myself. I had some incredible mentors and people I worked with along the way. But really, I knew myself. I was an empath. I knew that I couldn't be at that hospital for much longer because I was attaching myself to these families' stories. And all I wanted to do was help these families the best I could. But I know that not as a healthcare provider, but as someone who's just supporting them along their way, I was limited. And so I really had to preserve my own mental health. And so I left the healthcare industry. I left being a patient experience navigator and um, I pivoted into tech. And uh, a good friend told me, you know, he said, you listen to people's problems all day. Why don't you do that in a different industry? It'll be easier. I said, okay. So I pivoted into my first tech job. I was a sales development representative, or as you know, an SDR. And I just, I just pounded the phones as they, as they say, I kept calling people. I was calling home care agencies. And some of those people are some of the sweetest people who are doing processes by hand, really just to serve the older generations and making sure that the elderly really have home care supported by caregivers. And so I really felt as though I could pivot in technology and really make a difference and have impact on people. And I realized very quickly that sales wasn't going to be for me. I realized that I was not motivated by money. I was motivated by stability, but I was not motivated by money. And so within that company, I ended up pivoting to a marketing role. And then, you know, I very transparently and where I wish I had confidently owned my narrative back then, I should have left earlier than I did. And I ended up running away from that organization. I panicked and I ran away from a really toxic workplace environment. And then I ran to a very small startup. And this startup was a retail startup. It was about five of us. And I have so many amazing positive memories from there. It never reached more than six people when I was at the company. I wore so many different hats from business development to marketing to uh, after the sale to education to support. And I really found that I loved really educating and supporting people as they learned this new technology. I traveled to New York. I traveled to Southern California. And I was really helping these retail retailers implement a new technology, helping them solve a problem, listening, really active, actively listening. But what I realized is really their success was where I lit up, which is how I found customer success. So where I realized that I couldn't grow anymore at this organization, I started to find, want to find my new home. When is when I started interviewing and I landed at a company called Airtable. I had so much imposter syndrome entering Airtable. Some of the smartest people I still to this day have ever known and worked with. Some of the most eclectic individuals who really wanted to 
learn, wanted to help their customers and really get their customers off the ground. And if you're not familiar, Airtable is a relational, relational database tool in the no-code space, really allowing anyone to build databases, including me. So I learned how to build databases. I learned how to support my customers over so many different industries, from the entertainment industry in LA to the tech industry here in the San Francisco Bay Area to different retailers in New York. I was working with so many different customers. And that was in November of October of 2019. It really started to hit my stride. And then COVID hit. And then I was working from my house. And I was still supporting these customers, having immense growth, interviewing tons of amazing people. And I made so many amazing friends and they had so much great impact on me that I started to really build my confidence. And I built my confidence so much and I built so many accolades and I really started to find my groove. I created relationships with leaders and I really was owning who I am. I had so much, so much imposter syndrome at the start of my career at Airtable. That by the time I got to, let's say, two years in, I was really hitting my stride. And then an opportunity came up. And it was an opportunity to move to London and open up the office over there and move over with about six other individuals. And really with no blueprint at all, we could stand up this office. And so I interviewed. I also had imposter syndrome then. I was going up against one of my dearest friends on my team. And the beautiful part is we ended up going together along with those five other individuals, so seven of us total. And we all moved to London. And that was probably one of the hardest years of my adult life. Learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about being independent, learned a lot about how grateful and how like grateful I should have been for like just ease of healthcare, identity, residence here in the US, now doing this in another country. But I learned a lot and I was confident that I could be really successful here. Again, building a team, building processes, learning new things, making new relationships. I knew that I could do that and I knew that I could support the customers out here. And I started to feel as though I was hitting my plateau. And I wanted to move back. And I wanted a new role. And, you know, if you've been in tech or if you've been part of a layoff, we had layoffs. And I knew that this, um, that there was a time and place for me to really think about, okay, what do I really care about now? And I'll take a pause here to also let you know that I didn't just gain this confidence out of nowhere. I didn't start to gain this clarity out of nowhere. In the middle of 2020, I joined a group coaching program called High Rise. Within High Rise, I was receiving group coaching. We were doing exercises like a DISC assessment and really understanding what are our saboteurs or the things that really self-sabotage us from getting what, us, getting what we want. And I would watch and witness my, this amazing coach, Jennifer. And as I'm watching her, I realized this is what I want to do. I want to be a coach. This is my calling. I want to help people and I want to make an impact on people. I want to make an impact on people's direct lives. 
And what better way to do that than a coach? There is so much, there's a common theme through all of the work that I've done in my life. And it is serving others. It is being there for others. It is making sure that my presence is having an impact on others. How can I help change people's lives for the better? And so in the beginning of 2021, before London was even an idea, I just started to start my Coactive Training Institute uh, coach training, which is five weekends uh, throughout 2021 that I took for the Coactive Training. So just to speed you up, I've already done this training. Now we're in London. And it's about summertime, fall in London. And I said, you know what? I don't think there might be another role for me here. I think that I really need to think about if coaching is going to be the path that I'm going to take next. It didn't feel authentic to me. It didn't feel like my next narrative and my next story was going to be in another company. It was going to be for me. And so in November of 2022, I decided to start my certification program. And I was doing this in conjunction with still working as a customer success manager at Airtable. And I was doing double time. I was doing coaching after hours. I was doing sessions during my lunch break. I was doing it before I started work. Really because I wanted to commit to this. But I also wanted to make sure I didn't let up at my full-time job. I had customers that I was responsible for. And I had a team that I was responsible for. I ended up leaving after my year assignment in London in uh, February 2023, which is about almost a, a year exactly ago. And I continued my certification program. The certification program is a six-month program that went from November until May. And the time shift of those hours, so I was waking up at 6.30 and participating in my coaching program. I was coaching folks after hours for really no charge at all. The wonderful team at High Rise allowed me to coach some members as I was still a coach in training. And by the time I finished my certification program in May, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And so I had made a commitment to myself that I'm really going to be serious about this in 2024. So I keep really committing myself to Airtable, really trying to do my best. And I was really excited for this vacation that, uh, that we had planned in Italy. And while on vacation, there were layoffs. And I was impacted by these layoffs. And so many emotions rushed over me. It's like, this is something that's totally out of my control. But how do I own my own story? How do I create my own path from this? What is my narrative now? And I already knew that I wanted to take my certification exam through my program the week after I got back from this trip. And so I did. Got back from the trip, took my certification exam, passed it, and decided to take some time for me. Throughout the time, I started to think about getting my International Coach Federation certification. And I scheduled that once and then rescheduled it because I freaked myself out. Taking exams and reading through material, as I mentioned earlier, is not my strong suit. It was something that I had this self-limiting belief, can I actually do this? 
And I actually had a coach say to me last night, if it's, I can't, then you have to switch that perspective to, I must, I must actually complete this certification exam. I read so many things online about how intense this exam was. This is a three hour exam, multiple choice in some capacity, but I rescheduled it and I went and took it and immediately found out that I had passed. And so now if you see on like my name, I have a CPCC that is a certified professional coactive coach. And I'm also an ACC uh, from the International Coach Federation, which is uh, associative, um, associate out, uh, certified coach. And no, by November, I said, okay, let's, let's have and own it. I'm a certified coach. How many years ago now? So call it almost 10 years ago, I started in the healthcare industry, pivoted into tech, and now I'm an entrepreneur and a certified coach serving people in a one-on-one -on -one capacity where I knew that's probably where I wanted to go in the first place. Wow. But these are things that I did. I took actions toward this. I did not let life happen to me. But throughout, I had doubts. Throughout, I had self-limiting beliefs. And I did not just do it alone. I had another coach, even before I got to Airtable, who supported me. I had Jennifer as my coach supporting me through this too. I ended up being my mentor coach through certification. I had so many friends and my family supporting me along the way. You cannot do this without community. You cannot do this without speaking your dreams and what you want into existence. This was just my career. What is possible if I took this, this gusto into other parts of my life? The fact that I can confidently say, walking around my living room with a little microphone that I never thought that I would buy from Amazon launching a podcast. I just can't believe what I'm doing now. And I'm so happy. And it is also scary. And I still have self-limiting beliefs. I still cry. If you are a friend of mine, you know I'm a crier. I'm a sensitive butterfly and I own it. But I'm also a great coach. I have made impact on others. I have hours and hours and hours of experience under my belt, really helping other folks change their lives. And keep in mind, I didn't say I'm helping folks change their lives. I'm helping others help themselves. It's really important to think about this as you're thinking about, especially for your career, is if you've been laid off recently, use this time to think about what do you really want? What is your dream? How can you do something in advocacy of yourself? I always believed when I was wronged at different organizations, when I was in really toxic workplaces, is I am my own best advocate. When I wanted a promotion, I am my own best advocate. No one else is looking out for me but me. And so if I'm number one, who is going to be my number two, three, and four? Who are the people that I'm going to support? Who are going to support me? Some other versions of this is who's going to be on my board? I've heard that from other people. Who is on my board of directors to really support me in my career and my development? 
I think that there's something that I want to leave everyone with and really why I wanted to call this own your narrative is you have to be your best advocate to really own your narrative. There are so many things in life that are out of our control. So what can you do that's in your control? Is it having a conversation with someone knowing that it could go any which way? Something that I've always like heard in my life and said to myself is the worst that they can say is no. But you can keep knocking on doors. Both of my parents have been in sales all of their life. That's why I thought I'd be in sales. And you know, they, while I'm not in sales today formally, they have taught me so much about you have to keep knocking on the door for opportunity. And you have to keep trying. Because if you don't, life is just going to pass you by. And that's really important if you consider other parts of your life. You don't want life, again, to just happen to you. You want to be able to control the different aspects of yourself, who you surround yourself with. How are you spending your mornings and evenings after work? If you are currently unemployed, how are you spending your days? Is it taking care of yourself? That is completely acceptable. It is so important to take care of ourselves in moments like this. I know that I went through a large grief period. Even though I had known that this wasn't going to be the path for me, I missed so much the experiences that I had. Four years at a company, four years of friendship, four years of building up my brand for all that to come shattering down. But it's possible for you to build yourself back up. And also to know that you're not alone. There are so many coaches out there. There are also so many therapists out there. I have a therapist right now, and he's amazing. And I meet with him every other week. And that is some of the best money that I ever spent. Because that is a place for me to process my own emotions. And if you need a therapist or if you need help, go ask for help. If you want to set goals for yourself, if you're looking to have a career pivot, if you're just looking for help in general for you to be held accountable, go find a coach. Go ask for a mentor. Go ask for someone for advice. But know that you're not in it alone. And know that it's really possible, even though it might seem like it now, or maybe it does seem like it now, and you're already on the way there, to really confidently own your narrative. My name is Lila Cantor. I hope you enjoyed this story I told, and I hope you'll come back and listen to more. Have a great day. Go be confident.